Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Tonight as we come on on this Friday evening, uh, I just want to thank each and everybody that's going to tune in tonight, that God will bless you. We're going to do a teaching tonight, and we're going to speak on living the victorious life or living victoriously through Jesus Christ. Living victoriously through Jesus Christ. My passion and my heart to share this particular message or sermon tonight is that being in ministry for such for, for quite a while and um, one of my greatest desires has been to see people be established in the Word of God and then also for people to experience a victorious living life and um, I believe that sometimes many people needs to needs to understand that God wants us to Jesus Christ died so that we can live victoriously for those who are tuning in tonight share this message share this broadcast if you have any prayer requests at any time put it on the screen we will pray with you for family members sickness jobs whatever it is I will stop in the sermon and we will believe God for breakthrough so at any time you have a prayer request share this with somebody let's believe god tonight for mighty miracles in our time that we have been on facebook we have heard about testimonies we have seen god bring miraculous turnarounds god healing people god is doing amazing things hallelujah we are standing also in agreement with a particular pastor that um, i've noticed on facebook everybody's been sharing his name and i'm believing god for that pastor's miracle and his turnaround tonight in Jesus' mighty name. So as you have tuned, on, tuned in tonight, we're going to be sharing tonight on living a victorious life, living a victorious life through Christ. And tonight we're going to look into the into the scriptures. And as I said, it's a teaching. So as you're going to take your book and your pen and you're going to go with me through this teaching, um, I trust that God will bless you as you meditate on the word, as you receive the word, may God do an amazing thing in your life. We're going to pray Wednesday night again. We're going to believe God next week again and Sunday night. Do not miss our program on Sunday evening. We're going to be on at 5, our Holy Ghost encounter service. Hallelujah. Let's read the scripture. The scripture reading for tonight, the main scripture reading tonight is Romans 5 and verse 17. Romans 5 and verse 17. For the sin of this one man, Adam caused death to rule over many. But even greater God... Even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. I'm reading from the NLT translation. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Now when we look at the book of Romans chapter 5, we come to understand that Paul writes and he speaks about what Adam lost and what Christ gained. So Adam lost and Christ gained through his death on Calvary. I say it again, as believers, if we understand what has been accomplished for us through the cross of Jesus Christ, we will walk and live in victory. And Satan does not want the church to understand this important, um, important keys or secrets or not even secrets, but these important things that Jesus Christ has won for us at the cross of Calvary. And when we look at this particular scripture, 
I've heard it preached many different ways before and many people have spoken about reigning in this life as kings and priests and, and many other things. But one thing that I've also heard many times been spoken about and that is my focus tonight is that Jesus Christ has given us the victory over sin and death. Over sin and death. When we understand that Christ has given us the victory over sin, we then begin to be believe and live victorious lives. Because many times, Benson Adayosa said this one day, he said, a disgraceful thing for any believer is that when God lifts them up to fall again, back into the old, to the old person before God raised them up. I'm just paraphrasing his quotation and he felt that that would be an embarrassment to God. And, I've, and I believe that I've seen it over many times that when God lifts up people and they do not have victory over certain areas of their lives, those things in, in due season, those things arise in their lives and he brings destruction on them. Sometimes people get raised up and for a certain season they run well, but then after that they fall because of certain sins and because of certain things. And now I want to share this message tonight to encourage you that Jesus Christ has given you and me the victory. And therefore now we shall reign not only in the life to come, but also in this life. We're not waiting only for the good old days in heaven, but it's also a time for us to reign over sin. It is possible for us to have victory, complete victory over every single sin that is troubling us. And that is my motivation tonight. My motivation tonight is to encourage the body of Christ and to encourage those young believers, those new converts, and even those that have served the Lord for a period of time. And sometimes we serve God for such a long time that we get back into the old habits. But I believe tonight God wants to teach you how, what Jesus Christ has done for you and that that thing will no longer have dominion over you, no longer reign over you. So God wants you to have victory. Hallelujah. God wants you to have a victory. And so as I said tonight, it is a teaching. And so I'm going to take my time because my desire is that you should understand. Because when God brings, when we are enlightened, it enables us to live a better life. When we enlighten and therefore Paul pray, enlighten the eyes. And Sunday night, I'm going to speak on enlightenment because I believe enlightenment is very important. Being enlightened, being enlightened through God is very important. Having your lights go on and having revelation and insight is very, very important. But tonight we're going to speak on living a victorious life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In spiritual warfare, victory is assured since Jesus Christ has already won it on the cross in the re and in the resurrection. Christians will eventually share in Christ's complete victory and through him overcome spiritual enemies. We will share in Christ's complete victory and we will overcome the spiritual enemies. Right now we are living in a time where we are faced with demonic powers and spiritual demons. But one thing that I have come to realize that the demons also know that who has revelation and who just knows, who just who just has um who have heard about something and who has the revelation about it. And so the devil knows that who when certain people goes on their knees, there's power. But some people pray from what they have heard. But I pray tonight, my prayer is, and as we're going to deal on Sunday, that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and so that God may enlighten you. And through this enlightenment, we will walk 
in victory hallelujah god wants you to walk in victory i know that every single person has a certain sin that that causes them grief causes them sorrow and some of us might call it our thought to keep us humble but a sin that that god wants to make us god wants us to be victorious god wants to enable us to be victorious hallelujah praise be to god because what we do not defeat now will eventually defeat us what we do not overcome now will eventually overcome us and so that's why it's important to understand that god wants us to live in victory hallelujah first of all we're going to look at the victories that jesus won for us the victories that jesus won for us the first victory that christ won for us the first victory that christ won for us he overcame temptation he overcame temptation so the victories that was won by christ was that he overcame temptation matthew 4 verse 1 to 11 teaches us when satan where jesus under the power by the power of the holy spirit is then led into the wilderness and he's been tempted by the enemy for 40 days and the bible says that jesus said in the last get thee behind me satan and satan left him satan left him he 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 overcame satan in the wilderness hallelujah overcame satan in the wilderness let's read the book of hebrews 4 and verse 15 hebrews 4 and verse 15 now we're looking at the victories that christ first won the the the, the one that we're looking at now is overcame sin and temptation hebrews 4 verse 15 says for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses that is so powerful christ sympathizes with our weaknesses but we have one who has who has who was tempted in every way that we are yet without sin so christ knows what we are going through but the bible says he was tempted also and what we need to understand about christ's temptation is this when we under pressure we break and many times many believers under pressure breaks and sometimes we do not we do not endure the full temptation but when we look at the life of christ christ never sinned christ never came short christ never never came short christ never failed so let's look at this so every temptation christ faced he had, he faced it to the full strength and overcame it so every temptation christ faced he overcame the temptation in its full strength and the bible says and we know every way that we are yet he say yet he faced all of this yet without sin glory be to god so christ overcame temptation the second thing that jesus christ won the victory over was over the world hallelujah the second victory that was won by jesus christ was over the world john 16 and verse 33 i've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but take courage i have overcome glory be to god we will have tribulation we will have tribulation but the bible says hallelujah in all these things hallelujah in all these things so that you may have peace so christ has already overcome and because we are in christ we are overcomers we are overcomers because we are in christ revelations 3 verse 21 makes gives us a promise the bible says listen to this the bible says that, that heaven is made for overcomers revelations 3 verse 21 revelations 3 verse 21 to the one who overcomes i will grant that 
I will grant the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I have overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So heaven is made for overcomers. And I declare tonight that as you place your faith in Jesus Christ, and as you believe, you will overcome. You will not crumble. You will not come short. You will not be defeated. The devil will not get you down. You will overcome. You're not going to backslide. You're going to overcome. You're going to make it in this season of great difficulty. In this season, at times, many do not have the privileges to log online to listen to a sermon. Some of us do not have data. Some of us do not have means to get, to listen, to be encouraged and to be motivated. But tonight I declare, the Bible says to them that overcome, but Jesus said, I've already overcome. So take courage, take courage, have peace. I have already won the victory in your place. I've already given you the victory. So right now, saints of God, I want to encourage you. You are an overcomer. Can somebody give glory to God? Hallelujah. If you agree with me, just right there, type in the box. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Because you have, you have, you have, you have won the victory. God, Jesus Christ has won the victory. And he says, I, I want you to have peace. I want you to have peace because I want you to know I've already overcome. And the Bible says now to those who overcome, I've already overcome, but to those who also overcome, my God, I am an overcomer. Declare this tonight with me wherever you are. Say, I am an overcomer in Jesus' name. The next victory that Satan won, hallelujah, or that Jesus won, sorry, was over the devil, was over the devil and we're going to look at some of these important verses we're going to look at the book of first john 3 and verse 8 the bible says the one who practices sin is of the devil now what the bible teaches us here those who are virtually sin all the time we are the devil but we are doing romans 5 17 that says not only that jesus christ gave us the victory but he has given us the victory over sin but the Bible now says here in 1 John 3 verse 8, He that sinneth is of the devil. What is the Bible speaking about? Those who continually and habitually sins. One who has discovered Christ truly does not have a desire for sin. If you have had a true encounter and a heartfelt repentance unto the Lord, the desire for sin has been, will not be there. I'm not saying we will never sin, but the desire for sin will not be in our hearts. Because now we are of a different breed. We are new creations. A new desire has been placed in us. And that desire now makes us desire Christ with everything that is within us. Hallelujah. We have a new desire. So the Bible says, the one who practices sin is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the very start. This is why the Son of God was revealed to destroy the works of Satan. Glory be to God. Every work of Satan has been destroyed. The, the Bible teaches us that Satan has been defeated. Sin, which is the root cause to everything, has been destroyed. All the fruit of sin, hallelujah, what sin has been dealt with, every fruit of sin has to diminish in our lives. Every, every fruit of sin, sickness, whatever has come with the curse through Adam has to no longer exist in our lives in Jesus' name. Whatever has come through the curse does not, will not exist and has no power and authority to reign and rule over our lives. The Bible says in Luke 10 verse, verse 
18 and 19 the bible says so he told them i saw satan fall like a lightning bolt like a lightning from heaven and the bible now says behold i give you authority to trample over serpents over scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall harm you glory be to god i thank god today you have the victory child of god whatever demon is troubling you take tonight your stand rise up against that devil in your home tell that devil it needs to pack its bags and go you have authority i read a, a story by smith wigglesworth a very exciting story and i don't know how many of us would have reacted in the same situation the story goes like this in one of smith wigglesworth's books it says that one day smith wigglesworth was asleep he just heard this rattling in the in the in the house and as this rattling i might be paraphrasing the story and maybe somebody knows it better but this is my understanding or what i can remember of what i've read and there was a shaking in the house and there was a disturbance in the house and the story goes like this when smith wigglesworth went to look what was happening he came down the staircase he looked into the into the sitting room and when he looked into the sitting room he saw satan he saw Satan. And when he saw Satan, all he just said, is it only you? And he went back to sleep. My God. He understood that he has power over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall harm him. It's time of child of God that you rise up with the understanding and the revelation that you rebuke the satanic forces that has risen against you and your family tonight. Therefore tonight I rebuke every demon that has been that has thought that it has authority over your family, over your household, over your bloodline, over your children. I rebuke every spirit of bondage. I rebuke every spirit of sickness. I rebuke right now cancer in the name of Jesus Christ. I right now, I rebuke arthritis in the name of Jesus. I rebuke arthritis in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke COVID-19. Why? I stand on the authority of God's word that I have power over all the power of the enemy. Not so long ago, I went into a certain place to pray. And this girl became so sick that she could not even pick herself up to walk and they had to carry her. And when I walked into the, into the house, this girl, I asked her a question. I said, would you like to give your heart to the Lord? And the demon spirit in her did not even want to make eye contact with me. And I gave her the time to make right and I asked again, would you like to give your heart to the Lord? And this girl did not respond to me. Hallelujah. And as as I stood there, the Holy Spirit boldness came upon me. I then laid to oil upon my hands. I anointed them. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke this foul spirit. For a few days, this girl could not eat. She was weak. The doctors did not know what is wrong with her. Right now, this girl is eating. Right now, this girl is walking about. Praise be to God. Because God has given us victory over all the power that the enemy possesses. Glory be to God. I read a testimony by Reinhard Bonke. Reinhard Bonke understood his place of authority in the kingdom. One day we had a crusade somewhere in Africa and there came a storm. But he saw that this storm was not a, a, a normal storm. And he stood 
up and i'm sure something of meditation must have come to his mind when jesus rebuked the storm and he rebuked the storm and the storm subsided glory be to god i don't know what you need to rise up tonight I don't know what devil or demon is troubling your household, but tonight that spirit of death, as I placed it on Facebook, we are taking authority over the spirit of death over our nation, over our people. There will be no longer deaths, but they shall live and they shall not die in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I've declared and I believe that more than 90% will recover very soon. We will be we will become a nation free of COVID-19 in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why do I declare that? I believe that God has given me power over all the power of the enemy in Jesus' name. Satan has been defeated. Glory be to God. Let's look at another scripture. The Bible says, and having this arm the principalities and the powers and the authorities have made a public spectacle of them trifling over them in the cross so he made a public spectacle of satan on the cross of calvary he made a public spectacle of satan in the olden times they had this picture where a certain king overcame a certain city or nation he would then tie the the the, the king and whoever in that nation to his chariot and when he would ride through the city he would come into his city and would declare the victory and attached to his chariot would be the the, the defeated foe and this would be a public spectacle of how they have overcome the enemy and the devil has been defeated and Jesus made a public spectacle of him at the cross if only he knew that the crucifixion would bring the, his, his total annihilation he would have never let Jesus die said the apostle Paul I believe Satan only has trailers of the scriptures why I say that because when you watch a trailer a trailer only gives you some exciting parts of a movie and leaves you in ex in, in suspense if i'm if i'm right it leaves you in suspense so that you now need to watch the movie to know what's going to happen in the end and satan only has trailers therefore i believe in his ignorance he does not know that every time we are getting stronger when we go through certain things every time we are becoming more victorious we are becoming more knowledgeable we are growing in christ and he is i mean what jesus christ was the time when he only had a trailer he only saw the one side he only saw jesus christ is going to be killed but he never saw the resurrection i believe god sometimes allows satan also look at this Satan had a trailer of Job, but he didn't have the end result. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Therefore, Job says in the end, when it comes to about chapter 39, 37, round there, Job says, not only now have I heard about it, but I have seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it over with my own eyes. I have not only heard about, the vi about victory, but I've seen it. And that is my prayer tonight, is that through this understanding of living a victorious life through Jesus Christ, not only will we hear believers, because I have heard many people heard about the victories, but not many people are living a victorious life. Not many people are living as overcomers. And tonight my prayer is through revelation and wisdom, you will now receive complete victory. Hallelujah. Satan only has a trailer of your life. He only sees your defeat. 
But I'm telling you, child of God, tonight, there is a good ending. For every child of God, the Bible teaches us our end is better than our beginning in Job 8 verse 7. Your end is better than your beginning. Satan has a short trailer, but I'm telling you, child of God, he does not know that you are the starting and you're going to overcome. You're going to stand as an overcomer as the book of Revelation says, hallelujah. For those who have overcome, we will receive new names. To those who have overcome, we will be seated with Christ on the throne. To those who have overcome, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise be to the Lord God Almighty. Satan has been stripped of his power. Whenever, whenever I look at this picture, I get this picture and I don't know for some of us as it makes sense, but you know when I look at the picture of being stripped of his power, I always had this picture of being in, in some karate movie where people are in some martial arts movie when you watch Chet Lee and you watch um, Jackie Chan. You know sometimes when they're in this fighting and the person comes with a gun and somehow they disarm that gun in that guy's hands and when that guy is standing with the gun all he has now is just the, 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 the part to, 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 to pull the trigger but there's nothing that will come out. And I believe that is what God has done to Satan. Therefore, the Bible even defines him and says, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Sometimes I like to, when I read the Bible, I sometimes put pictures to my mind. And, and I sometimes think about certain certain movies or certain things that I've watched in the past. And you look at movies when you think about Leon Schuster putting that, 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 that movie of the lion and the lion roars, but it's only speakers. And the people are running like crazy and fear because of what they what they're hearing. And I believe that sometimes Satan gets us as believers. Sometimes we are moved by what by our senses, and we're not moved by the revelation. When you are when you are in when you have revelation, you begin to have you begin to have the tenacity to stand. But when we only have when we are moved by senses by the senses, we then tend to run, we tend to back up, we tend to have fear. But tonight, through revelation, you know that Jesus Christ has given you the victory. Hallelujah. The next victory that Jesus won was over death. And Romans 5 verse 17 says, hallelujah. The Romans 5 verse 17 says that Jesus Christ has given us the gift of, of righteousness and overflowing grace so that we may reign over sin and over death. When we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Bible says, Verse 53, for the perishable must be clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then saying that, then the saying that is written will come to pass. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Glory be to God. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Verse 55 says, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death? is your sting. Jesus Christ has given us victory over death. Therefore, I shall not die but live. I shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of God. Hallelujah. My life is a testimony. My life is a testimony of what Jesus has, has, has done for me. The next thing we look at, Jesus, when Jesus, um, victories won by Jesus Christ, is over the enemy. Jesus won the victory over the enemy. Philippians 2 verse 9 to 11. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, 
and under the earth. Glory be to God. COVID-19 will bow. Something that amazes me in this time and period in which we are living right now is that we, we have many prayers that are going up to heaven. Many people are praying. Today we even have other religions joining, not joining, but having special prayer meetings at hospitals too. And for some people that I believe that are ignorant in scripture, is that some people think that when all the religions pray together, it's going to be a force to reckon with. But I don't think that is what the Bible meant, because the Bible teaches us that when we pray in the name of Jesus, the Bible says, at that name, at that name Jesus. We know that other religions do not believe in Jesus. They do not pray in Jesus. So their prayers are not powerful. Their prayers are not powerful. We pray in the name of Jesus and the Bible says every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Hallelujah of things under heaven. Let's read it again. That every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven on earth and under the earth. So as we stand together in agreement tonight, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, COVID-19 shall no longer exist. COVID-19 shall be a thing of the past in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, glory be to God. It shall bow. It shall bow. We take authority and we believe that COVID-19 shall no longer exist. The next thing that Christ, the next thing that Christ has done for us as believers or the victories that Christ has won for us. Hallelujah. Or the victories. Let's 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 speak on the next point. The next point is gonna be believers, we have victory through what Jesus Christ has done for us. As believers, we have victory through what Jesus Christ has done for us. Now he overcame sin and temptation, he overcame the world, he overcame the devil, he overcame death, and he overcame every enemy. Tonight we're looking at what he has done so that we can also walk now victoriously for us as believers. The first thing that he has done for us is victory over sin. He has given us the victory over sin. Glory be to God. Let's read it. We're reading from the book of Romans 6 verse 11 and 12. So you too must count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires. We have victory over sin, and so we should not allow sin to reign in our mortal bodies. We have the victory because of what Jesus Christ has done. Therefore, it's very imperative and important. We need to ever keep our faith. Your faith needs to be anchored. Your faith needs to be rooted in what Jesus Christ has accomplished for us through the cross of Calvary. The book of Hebrews warns us continuously that if we take our eyes off Christ, we will drift. It will be like a ring slipping from a finger. We will drift away. If we're not anchored in the cross, sin will overpower us and overcome us. But as we remain anchored in what Jesus Christ has done for us, we will continue to reign in victory. We will continue to walk in victory. There is no other way. Let's say this, and I'm bold to say this this, this afternoon. Fasting and all the other things are good, and we do it as believers. But when we think that these things can help us to overcome sin, we are mistaken. I've seen people fast 40 days and backslide. 
I've seen people do 21 days and still fall into sin. But then I've seen a different story when people have their faith anchored in Jesus Christ and live by that. I'm not saying they will never sin. I'm not saying they have never thought a bad thought. But there are many who have come to the revelation of the cross and now live in perpetual victories. And they are not overcome by the works of the enemy. And God wants every one of us to live victoriously. God wants every one of us to walk in victory over sin and death. I know there are many things that we desire as believers. Yes, we have faith for, for money. We have faith for cars. We have faith for houses. We have faith for lands and buildings. But God wants us to have faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross of Calvary. He wants us to enjoy the benefits because we are beneficiaries of the cross. We need to enjoy what our inheritance in Christ. And one of the things is overcoming sin. David even says in one of the Psalms, he says, you know, when I have not repented of my sin, sin has made me miserable. Some of us are believers but miserable. Why? Because sometimes we are living with unrepented sin and we are living in a place of constant defeat of that unrepented sin. And so sometimes we have even become at a place, you know, sometimes we become desensitized to that sin because sometimes we do not even feel convicted anymore about particular sins in our lives. And so we carry on doing the wrong thing because this thing has already defeated us. But I want you to know tonight, God has given you the victory through Jesus Christ. Let's look at another, another scripture. Colossians 3, verse 9 and 10. Colossians 3, verse 9 and 10. Do not lie to one another, since you have taken off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of your creator. Now the message Bible, I know it's not a translation that many people would agree with, but I like this, the message translation in this particular verse, because the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing, it says, when you come to Christ, you take the old wardrobe out. The old wardrobe of sin, you take out. Hallelujah. I know everybody, each and every one of us has already had that encounter or experience in our lives where there comes a time in your life where you say, I need to get rid of all these old clothes. I'm trusting God for a brand new wardrobe. I need to get rid. And this Colossians verse kind of brings that picture to mind. We are taking all the old clothing out and we are putting on the clothing of righteousness. Because now in Christ, we are clothed with righteousness. In Christ, we have victory over sin. In Christ, we have victory over sickness. In Christ, we have victory over all the works of the enemy. You are a child of God tonight. I do not know what your struggle is, but tonight, if you meditate this word, take this word in your heart and think on some of the scriptures I put down. I purposely let my wife type out all the scriptures here so that you can make a note and write it down and meditate. Here's Job that says, I like what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Luke, when Jesus walks with the two disciples, they do not recognize him. But the Bible on the road to Emmaus. But the Bible says when they get to the house, Jesus breaks bread. And the Bible says Jesus now opens their eyes to un or their hearts to understand the scriptures after that moment. They understood the scriptures. They now have insight to the revelations of God. And they then now went to tell the disciples about the resurrection Lord. Then the Bible says Paul comes to Philippi. He meets a church or a group of people, Jewish people, gathering on a beach. Philippi was had two small congregation of Jewish um, 
a Jewish group that they could not build a synagogue because they had to be a certain number of men to build a synagogue, but they didn't have enough. And so Paul comes to this church that's meeting on the, this group of people, sorry, meeting on the beach. And as they met here, Paul begins to share the gospel with these people. And as he shares the gospel with them, something amazing happens. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 16. Hallelujah. And the Lord opened the heart of Lydia. And the Bible says, and Lydia respond, responded to Paul. Glory be to God. And the Bible says, Paul baptized her. What does that mean? In that moment, she believed, she received the salvation, and she was baptized. And that moment, Lydia was transformed. My prayer tonight for you, child of God, is that not only will you hear, but you will be transformed tonight in the name of Jesus. Not only, we're going to pray for the sick after this, we're going to pray through word of knowledge, and we're going to believe God for supernatural signs and wonders after I complete this message. I just sense there's a spiritual move coming that God is going to do amazing things. We're going to pray for those online and for those offline. Hallelujah. For those who will tune in later. The next victory that Christ has given us is temptation. Over temptation. Hallelujah. Christ has given us the victory over temptation. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. But when you are tempted, he will also provide an escape so that you can stand up under it. Glory be to God. God wants us to walk in victory. That he even provides and escape for us to stand. When I look at this, I go back to the story of Joseph. Joseph had his dreams, and we know the story of Joseph. But look at everything that Joseph, that transpired in the life of Joseph before his promotion. And I believe that God gave Joseph the power to endure all of those circumstances, to stand under them all, and at the end, he received the reward or the prize that he became the prime minister of a foreign nation. My prayer tonight is child of God. If you understand tonight, not only as God, not only will you be tempted, all of us will be tempted. The Bible says we will be tempted, but God will never allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. What you are going through, you will endure. What you are going through, God has given you enough grace to overcome. Remember that you have grace. Grace is God's ability, ability upon our inability. So God has given you, child of God, enough grace to overcome the temptation. And then the Bible says he will also provide a way of escape for you to stand up under it. Child of God, you are stronger than what you think. You are stronger than what you think. Whatever God has called you to, God has empowered you to stand under it all. Whatever you have been called to, God has empowered you to stand through the process. Glory be to God. You have been, you have been born to overcome in Jesus' name. Hebrews 4 verse 15 and 16. Let's read this. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize, as I've read earlier, right? Verse 16 says, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Tonight, when you enter your prayer, whenever you enter your prayer room, child of God, enter with confidence. And the Bible says, hallelujah, approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So not only will God, will God make a way of escape 
and will God make us to stand under? But what will empower us to stand under is the grace of God. Hallelujah. There's grace sufficient. Therefore, the Bible says unto Paul, God, the God ministered to Paul and said, My grace is sufficient unto you. My strength is made perfected in your weakness. The Bible says when we are weak, then we are strong. You can overcome because God has built in you everything to overcome. Hallelujah. Everything to overcome. It's almost like I look at it in the natural when we have a virus protection to a computer to a phone. It enables the phone then to become antiviral, antiviral, antivirus. So every time a virus wants to come in the phone, the, the phone or the laptop has a has a wall or a guard against the virus. And I believe that God has given us a grace. I don't know the comparison is that good, but God has given me a new grace to stand. You are going through some trouble in your life. You are facing hardships. You are facing trials on every side. Now let's come to the natural. I read about, I spoke about Joseph. Not so long ago I read, I was listening to a documentary by Maria Woodward Etter. Maria Woodward Etter had six children. And she had two husbands. But let I explain this to two husbands. She was a woman of God. Maria Etter in her lifetime, buried all six her children. She buried her first husband. He died. So she then went through these processes. But when you read a life story, you find at the end she finished strong. God wants me and you to finish strong. Child of God, I declare tonight, you will not be conquered. You will not be overcome. But you will be known as an overcomer. Like the servant of the Lord, Maria at Woodward Atter. She overcame. She stood strong till the very end. May you also have the testimony, according to Revelations, to those who overcame. The Bible says we are born to overcome. But I do not want to run ahead of myself. Then the Bible says also we have overcome the world. 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5. Because everyone born of God overcomes the world. Are you born again? That means you are born of God. You are born of God. And the Bible says you have overcome the world. Hallelujah. You have overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. And what is the faith in? Jesus Christ. What he has done for us on the cross of Calvary. That is the only, that is the only way to overcome the world is faith in the finished work of Calvary. Glory be to God. Who then overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. They that are born again. They that believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now listen to that. I love that. Because in the book of John, we find many things that John was dealing with. He was dealing with people that were trying to counter. He was dealing with Gnostics and many other people that were trying to arise against the, the true church. He was dealing with doctrines that tried to infiltrate the church. Maybe 90 years, about 100 years almost after Christ died and so forth. He was now dealing with people trying to, to deny the incarnation and many other things. And he wanted the believers to understand, listen, if you turn to another way, you will be defeated. There is no victory over the world but through Jesus Christ. Any other means, you will live a defeated life. I know we have grown so accustomed in the church. We want formulas. We want formulas. We want a five-step plan, which I love to do. Sometimes we like teaching. Teaching has to have steps, right? But this thing, that, this that I'm teaching about today, many things I always teach about, is that Christ has given us the victory. There's only one thing. 
And that is victory, faith in the finished work of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. There's, there's no better life. There's no Zoe life without living in Jesus Christ. There's no, you know, some preachers are preaching about a, about a good life and people want a good life. But I want to live victoriously. I want to live the life of an overcomer. I want to live a life that I know, hallelujah, that I know that I have overcome. So that when I stand before God, I stand knowing I've overcome. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Those that are born of God overcomes the world. Child of God, if you are born again in this hour, because you are born of God, you will overcome the world. I'm getting ready. I feel a fire coming in me. I want to pray with people after this. No matter how many people are going to be online, I want to pray. I want to stand in agreement with you that God is going to give you the victory. Then the next thing that the Bible says, we have overcome the devil. We have overcome the devil. Now the question is, how do we overcome the devil? The Bible says in verse Revelation 12, verse 10 and 11. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of the brothers has been thrown down. He who accuses them day and night before our God. They have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so as to shy away from death. We have overcome. Glory be to God. I have overcome. Declare tonight. I have overcome in Jesus' mighty name. I have overcome. Glory be to God. We have overcome. Ephesians 6, verse 12 and 13. For the struggle is not against flesh and blood. Right now we are fighting a war. There's a, there's a war going on in this world. But we know that the devil we are fighting is not the man in the natural. There are many men that is on TV that have been mentioned, on television people have been mentioned, but we know there is demon powers empowering these people. And therefore when we go into the prayer closet and into warfare, we are going against the spiritual enemy that is that is working in the hearts and lives of this man. So the Bible says we do not love again, we not fight or struggle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this world, against darkness, against the spiritual forces of, of the evil and heavenly realm. Therefore the Bible says, take up the armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the evils of the enemy. Hallelujah. So that you'll be able to stand your ground. And the Bible says, after having done all to stand, stand therefore in the mighty name of Jesus. So after you've done all to stand, stand therefore, but be armed and dangerous. Be armed with the full armor of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, Sandals of rain in the shield of faith, the armor of salvation, the sword which is the word, and even the Bible says, and pray at all times. So we are praying, we are fighting this devil that God has already given us a victory over. So child of God, as we are rising this hour, I think the month of January has been the worst month for the devil to send that second wave. Because it's a month, a month where the church is turning down the volume of the world. It's a month the church is fasting. It's a month the church is, church is in constant prayer. And we have the victory. We have reached 88.3% recoveries since yesterday. Hallelujah. There is hospitals that are half empty right now because of COVID-19. That means that we are pushing that darkness through the power and the authority we have as children of God. Child of God, arise. 
arise today in the authority and the power that God has given you. Hallelujah. Arise over the authority and power that God has given you. So we have this that the Bible says not only have we overcome the devil, but the Bible says we have overcome death too. We have overcome death too. Hallelujah. And the Bible teaches us that we have overcome death in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 23 and 24. I mean verse 22 and 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 22 and 23. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the first fruits, when at his coming those who belong to him. So the Bible says in Adam we die, but in Christ we will be all made alive. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Death, where is your sting? Death, where is your sting? There are many soldiers that are holding, but death has lost its power. The last thing we're going to look at tonight, final two points that we're going to look at tonight. The next thing that Christ has given us, victory as believers, Christ has given us to share in his victory. The Bible says, hallelujah, the Bible says in Romans 8 verse 37, know in all things that we are more than conquerors through him, hallelujah, through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through Christ. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 57, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, whoever is born of the world has overcome the devil. Hallelujah. The earth is born of the Lord has overcome the devil. The Bible says we are we have overcome the world because we are sons of God. The Bible teaches us in Hebrews 11 verse 33. Hallelujah. Through faith they conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched, quenched of raging fires, Escape the edge of the sword, who gained strength through from weakness, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. And we're going to pray that specific prayer. But the Bible says, through faith, they are speaking about those who have overcome in the past, the prophets, the apostles, the great people that has overcome through faith. Child of God, through faith you will overcome. Through faith in Calvary, you will overcome. And then there's a final victory. Let's put this before us today. There's a final victory. The final victory, hallelujah. It's a vision unto us today. The vision of the final victory in Jesus Christ, according to Revelation 2 verse 26. And to the one who overcomes and continues my work until the end, I will give him authority over the nations. Do not give up, child of God, and endure to the end. Then the Bible says, Revelation 3 verse 5, Like them who overcomes will be dressed in white. And I will never blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and his angels. Glory to God. The next big final victory, is, it will be complete at the end of the age. The next victory will be completed at the end of the age. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned. There it is, the final victory at the end. There will be a final victory and we need to get ready for the very final victory hallelujah jesus christ has won death has overcome death for us 
and we are now overcomers. I want you to know tonight, Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ loves you so much that he gave his only son to die for you. Hallelujah. As the child of God tonight, I have thought on this specific message because I have seen too many children of God living in defeat. Tonight, if you have taken down these few pointers, meditate upon it. Ask God to open your eyes. Ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Then you will grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and what he has done. And the Bible even says, go further and says, enlighten the eyes of our understanding, that we know the hope to which we have been called and also what the glorious inheritance he has in his saints. Open our eyes, Lord. Pray tonight. Open our eyes. Open our eyes in the name of Jesus Christ. Open our eyes is our prayer tonight. And we're going to trust God tonight that we can experience a great move, a great breakthrough, and that God is going to be, God is going to do um, amazing things. I just want to get a final song, hallelujah, that God will just, as we come, as we, as we conclude what we are doing right now tonight, because I just believe there's a strong move of God going to take place in this final moment as we pray together, as we pray together, hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I come before your throne room of grace. Father, I just thank you, God, tonight for the victory that Jesus Christ has brought us. And tonight we're going to pray. I want you to stand for those who are online and for those who will join us later, who will listen to this on YouTube or will listen to it later on to tune in. I pray that God will bless you. This week I had a strong desire to pray for saints, for the saints of God. And tonight, I want to pray for the Church of Christ. Because our brethren need strength. Our brethren needs to be our power tonight. And tonight, we're going to pray. If you're online, I want you to stand in agreement with me. If you have a prayer request, just type it in on the, on the bottom of the screen there. We're going to stand in agreement for sickness, disease, jobs, whatever it is. We're going to stand in agreement. Hallelujah. Our first prayer point is going to start in Ephesians 1. We're going to pray the prayers of Paul because these prayers are so important and so vital for the church. The Bible says, because in Revelation, the Bible says, I have this one thing against you. You have lost your first love. But we look at Ephesians 1 and look at what Paul says. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere. So Paul is saying, I've heard about your faith and I've also heard about your love for people. Revelations 2, the Bible says, I have this one thing against you, that you have lost your first love. And today we see in the church and in the body of Christ, the loss of the first love. People do not love church, the, the, the brethren, the, the believers, we are not living in love. So we're going to pray tonight, stand in agreement with me. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we come before your throne room of grace. Father, tonight we pray for the body of Christ. We pray, Father, first of all, O oh God, that as Paul said, I heard of your faith. Father, today we hear of many things in the church. Today we hear many times about houses, cars, buildings, lands, properties. All these things, Father, has its place and needs to be celebrated. But Father, our desire tonight as the body of Christ as that these two important characteristic traits of the church will begin to manifest. First, first of all, Father, Paul said, I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Father, tonight I pray that the church of Christ will increase in faith and increase in the love of Christ and the love for one another. Father, tonight I pray that walls of division will be broken. Father, tonight I pray ever walls of of doctrine has separated the church. I pray that it be broken. Whatever, oh God, in man's rules and regulations and traditions has brought separation, I pray that it will be broken. And Father, tonight I pray, the Bible says, the Bible says, they will know that you are my children, that through the love you have for one another. Father, tonight I pray that the church of Christ will continue to grow in love, that the church and believers will be united through love. Father, right now we're standing in agreement with every church, the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, that this will become a characteristic trait of the church in nations and in cities is the unity of love. And so, Father, tonight I thank you for the unity that comes through love in the name of Jesus. We will love one another. We will stand and be in agreement with one another in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Then Paul says, I have not stopped to thank God for you. Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you that during the perilous times, Lord, that they are standing the test of times. We thank you for every man and woman of God. We thank you for every child of God. We thank you for every saint of God. We thank you, Lord, that you are carrying them, that you are sustaining them, that you are, that you are giving them grace to stand in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, tonight I thank you, O oh Lord, that you are do, doing an amazing work in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For some reason, I hear the name Debbie. I want to pray for somebody by the name of Debbie. Father, I pray. I know there's nobody online right now, but I'm going to pray. I hear the name Debbie. I pray for Debbie, Father. I pray, oh God, that you will that you will enable with the power that you have put within Debbie, Father, that makes her an overcomer. Your word says, greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. Father, tonight I pray for Debbie. I pray that Debbie will conquer. I pray that Debbie will overcome. I pray that that storm that Debbie is facing, that Debbie will know, oh God, what you have placed within her makes her an overcomer, that she will not have to bow to that circumstance. She doesn't have to bow to that trouble, but tonight she will arise because the Lord will cause her to mount up. You will cause her to mount up with wings like an eagle. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for an Isaac. I pray for an Isaac. I pray that God will be with Isaac tonight. There's an Isaac. I hear the name Isaac. I pray in the name of Jesus that God will do an amazing and a miraculous I hear a turnaround. Tonight I pray that God will cause a turnaround in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray Isaac right now. Do not sit there and cry. But rise up for the Lord is with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord strengthens you. The Lord enables you. In Jesus mighty 
and majestic name. Hallelujah. I see somebody, you have turned from your one religion and you've come to Christ. And right now you are facing so much persecution. My prayer tonight is for you. My prayer tonight is that God will strengthen you, that you will know that in Christ you are more than an overcomer, that you are more than a conqueror, and that you can stand through everything, no matter what the devil puts into your path. Tonight, child of God, arise. Tonight you are now part of the family of Christ. Do not fear, do not fear but stand in the Lord. If that is you, you can inbox me. I will send you some material and I will even disciple you because God is going to do an amazing work through your life. Many of your family members are going to join you because of your decision. God is going to use you as an evangelist amongst your family and many is coming to repentance in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord right now. I thank the Lord right now in Jesus' name. I see somebody, there's a growth on the back of your neck. Like I said, I pray as I pray for people that will be coming on the show afterwards. There's not many people, there's nobody online right now. But I sense those people that will come, somebody will listen. But there's a growth on your neck. There's a growth on your neck. And this thing is actually now becoming something that's, that can affect your your, your, your yacht. I pray that right now, that growth will shrink in the name of Jesus Christ and will completely disappear in Jesus name that growth will completely disappear in the name of Jesus I now pray for somebody with cancer in their stomach right now I pray that God will cause you to be healed from the cancer in your stomach in the name of Jesus the cancer will die the spirit of death I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you. My God, I just thank you right now. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I hear a mother, I hear family. You are praying for a son by the name of Clint or Clinton. But tonight I stand in agreement that God will deliver that child from every bondage in the name of Jesus, that God will re-deliver that child, that God will set him free. Right now he's confused, he's struggling, he's struggled. But in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank God with you. I stand in agreement tonight. I rebuke the foul spirit over his life. I rebuke the spirit of bondage now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the breakthrough right now. I thank you. I thank you. I'm going to conclude with this prayer of Paul. The last one. We're going to continue on Sunday evening praying prayers. The next prayer I'm praying is what Paul says in verse 17. He's asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you the spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may grow in the knowledge of God. Tonight I pray for every believer that they may receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may now grow in the revelation of Jesus Christ. May God bless you. I want to pray tonight for somebody that says, I want to give my heart to the Lord. That is you say, just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you are the son of God. And today I believe through your precious blood, you have cleansed me and washed me. Tonight I receive my salvation. I receive what you have done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. God richly bless you. Thank you for those who have tuned in. Those who will listen after this, may God richly bless you. Join us on YouTube at the bottom or on the top of our screen. There's banking details there. We are, we are doing the work of the Lord. We are missionaries laboring in, laboring in the vineyard of the Lord. 
If the Lord impresses on your heart to sow a seed, our banking details are there, our PayPal account number is there. I pray that God will work in your heart, that you will sow a seed, and that God will richly bless you in return. May God richly bless you. We love you, and we are praying for you. In Jesus' name, amen.